The second thing, and it had to do with Paul Mitchell and Patron and now Rocket, is make sure your product or your service is the best there is. You don't want to be in the selling business. You want to be in the reorder business. This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook, and I have an ultra entrepreneur, uh, the founder of Paul Mitchell, the founder of Patron, Mm -hmm. the co-founder now of Rocket, Mm -hmm. which I think may be coming from Samsung, the greatest phone I've seen since the first smartphone in 1999 that I ventured into a Windows C device. But I'm gonna take us back a little bit farther because you and I started our sales career kind of in the same place. We have, our dad's left, but I, I sold encyclopedias. I went to Occidental College, close to where you were born in yeah, Echo Park, sure. and I needed money. I had a scholarship to school, but I sold encyclopedias. And I think the sales skills of being an encyclopedia salesperson carried me to great successes later on. Oh, in life. priceless education! <laughs> if I could right now, I would make it mandatory for every one of my children to sell encyclopedias door to door. No, like I sold for Collier's. Who'd you sell for? Uh, ours was Britannica. Yeah. It was a full education system, gotcha. though. They financed it till you were eight, exactly the kid was 18, yeah. right? But you had leads. I didn't have any right, leads. Right. Mine was door to door. Anyways, I'd have them out there door to door, no leads, because it's the best experience in the world. It t- teaches you how to overcome rejection and not let it get it to you. Yeah. And that's it, very important. And to that matter, you know, not quitting as I look through your entire career mm-hmm. is a stealth of what you do. Like you just, it's not just taking no and turning it into a yes. It's, when you were down and out, mm-hmm. you you know several times in your life, correct. You slept in your car. You didn't let it bother you at any time. You simply looked and put faith into what you wanted. Where did that philosophy come to, from? Because it's not normal. It's <laughs> interesting you would ask that question. It goes all the way back to selling encyclopedias in my early twenties. Being able to sell them door to door with no leads, you're just pounding on doors, is one of the greatest experiences in the world. Because you can knock on it, which I did when I started out, 50, 80, 100 doors that they say no or close it in your face. You have to be just as enthusiastic to overcome rejection, knowing that if you keep on going and be just as enthusiastic, that's the thing. Be just as enthusiastic on the next door and look what's going on in front of you, not behind you, because you can't change yesterday's newspaper. So when you're down and out or on top of the world, you can't go backwards. Look, what's the next step? Okay, I'm in my car sleeping. I got to eat. Where am I going to get the food? Where am I going to get the money? You look at what the next step is instead of drowning yourself in the past, and that's been a big help. Going back to the encyclopedia days, I know there were times at 9 o'clock at night, and that's late. We're doing appointments, I have no orders in my pocket, I need the money, it's uh, it's commission only. Yep. And I'm still knocking on doors at nine in the at night. And sometimes they'll let you in, sometimes they won't. But occasionally I'll get in and get an order. In the back of my head is when the going's tough, the tough get going. When the going's tough, the tough get going. And you made it happen. Now you use the word enthusiasm and when I look at you, and including when you were a judge, an Emmy award winning judge on Shark Tank, you're always so enthusiastic, whether it was with the hair care, with the racing and Patron and the liquor, but enthusiasm in Theos means the God within. There's something in spirit. What is your kind of spiritual or you know, philosophy as far as, you seem so inspired all the time with whatever you're doing. 
there's no particular pattern or no particular, shall we say, theory that I service or that I, I adhere to. I just am that way. It was just, I was very, very fortunate. My mother was very positive. She said, you boys could do anything, and uh, we did. We had paper routes when we were young. It sold flower boxes when I was seven years old. So we always felt that way. And I come from a background where we really had nothing but thought we had everything. Yeah. So we had a lot of love from my mom, even though it was a single parent family raising my brother and I. And we just grew up in the environment of love. Gave us a lot of love. Boys, you can do anything. Go out there and do it, boys. And I believed it. Yeah, I grew up with five brothers and a sister, single mom, same philosophy. Yeah. And I think, if anything, I'm most grateful for is that ability that she was just so much belief that we could do whatever we wanted oh, yeah. and continue to do that. Now, to that point, we both share another thing is that we didn't, limit our point of entry. One of the things I love about you as an entrepreneur is you went from the leading hair care company in the world to the leading liquor liquor company in the world. And, and now- They weren't there when we started. When start, they right, no, they started, they weren't, they but were other not people, existent. Other people told me when I, I got out of law school into technology, um, they said, when I moved on and became into the sports industry with Lee Steinberg, they said, what are you doing? You're, you were the CEO of Samsung's first phone division. There's yeah. so much to do on Silicon Valley. And I said, it's business, yeah. right? Is there a strategy that you've had to be able to cross industries and build companies like Rocket? Yes, there is. There certainly is. And my philosophy is this, and the strategy is, and I did it with Paul Mitchell, even though our backer pulled out and had to live in my car, but it was okay, <laughs> is this. Two things, one, be, and I say it to entrepreneurs a lot, be prepared for a lot of rejection, number one, because then it doesn't let you down. You know it's gonna come, you continue on. The second thing, and had to do with Paul Mitchell and Patron and now Rocket, is make sure your product or your service is the best there is. You don't wanna be in the selling business, you wanna be in the reorder business. So with Paul Mitchell, it had to be a product so good that hairstylists who know more about hair than anybody else, and that's all we sell to. If you ever see Paul Mitchell in a drugstore supermarket, it's black market, counterfeit, or out the back door. We don't sell it to them. Right. So hairdressers have to have something so good that they could recommend it to their customers in between visit. Patron, the same thing. The United States needed an ultra-premium tequila. We didn't have one. And I thought, by gosh, we need it. It'll take a while to build it. It's twice as expensive. Actually, I think we are five times as expensive as regular tequilas. But we stuck with it, knowing that eventually it's gonna take off. Well, little did we know that Paul Mitchell become probably the largest privately owned salon hair care company in the world, Patron, needless to say, number one ultra-premium tequila beyond what the world's ever known. In fact, it was valued last year at more than two times what the most expensive spirit company ever sold for. But we had the great quality there that people loved the quality. They wanted to reorder it. Paul Mitchell, they wanted to reorder it, not just buy it. And the same is with rocket phones. They are so cool. So this ROKIT yes, like a rocket ship, right? These rocket phones are so advanced and so cool. Why wouldn't anybody want one? It's a very sophisticated smartphone. It has on it telemedicine, it has life insurance, it has roadside assistance, legal, services. legal advice, everything yeah. on there. Unblocked for the world, dual SIMs, Wi-Fi for the world. Why not? And, and at the greatest real, entertainment phone I've ever seen, oh, by the way. We are so much entertainment on, not just the 3D, and comes across 3D. Glasses without, free. No glasses, no glasses, 3D. But we also have, I think, the largest library ever to go on a cellular phone. Not only of 3D, but other things. And that's something you can't get throughout the world. So it'll be one of my biggest companies. And we priced it, but the great thing was, I didn't price it for $1,500. This phone you see right here, my 3D phone, 
is $199 retail. My bigger one is $299 that has more time on it, you know, more gigs and everything else. So it's priced, even though it costs me more to make than my competitors, it's priced so everyone could afford it. So if I make a little bit, great. I don't have to make a lot. The bundles are what people are gonna want. Yeah, you have the hardware itself, the medium, but you, through your experience, know that that high quality experience is what people buy Paul Mitchell for as well. And it's interesting because I have a nine-year-old with beautiful hair and he actually understands brand and identity and he picks out the Paul Mitchell product and I think to myself, as a branding and marketing guy, why why is that, right? Because he sees and feels that. One of the things you probably don't know, um, when I retired in my 30s before I went to Lee Steinberg, I consulted for a guy named Sidney Frank. Oh yeah, Sidney Frank's Great Goose. Yeah, and he used you as his model when he went and commissioned the bottle for a million dollars, the beautiful Grey Goose bottle. Yeah. Uh, Lee, his CEO, was thought he was crazy. Yeah. And he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm following John Paul DeGiorgio. Oh, he I said, I that. understand this market has always been a poor man's alcohol yep. and I'm gonna spend the money to make it a rich man's alcohol. Yep. And he changed the entire face of vodka like you did tequila and now we have thousands of tequila and oh, vodka yeah. companies out there. And he was the number one selling brand in the world. When he sold that, I believe he sold, it got $2.1 billion. 2.6 million, yeah. It ended up with 2.1? Correct. Okay, yeah. anyway, but 2.1 billion is a lot of money. His share of it, right? Yeah, of course. Oh my God. So when Patron was valued at 5.1 billion, I thought, oh my God, in Sydney, I thought did the greatest job in the world. <laughs> yeah. So we're happy. But he did a good job. It's unfortunate that uh, he didn't live long enough to, to enjoy, enjoy live long enough to enjoy it. Though, but I did what he did. I took a lot of what I made and gave it to my staff. Yeah, which they deserved. I didn't give it to them. They worked for it. And they deserved it. So a lot of there were a lot of millionaires created there, multi-millionaires. And also the community. I mean, you the gave so much benefit. back into. I uh, am the chairman of Unstoppable Foundation. We yeah. build, uh, you know, with We to Me in Africa. You've done so much around the world. We believe success ensured is failure. Yeah. And that's the quote I love. And also you believe in elevating others to elevate yourself. Definitely. And you've done so much. And it's not just within your company. The Paul Mitchell schools, for example, a lot of people don't know how many careers you could probably tell me how many careers are created by the Paul Mitchell School? Uh, around, give or take, uh, 15,000 a year, a minimum. Year. Oh, yeah. Now, how many we, years have they been open? We've been open now for about uh, 17 years, approximately. And uh, we have in the United States over 100 schools, obviously, they're all over. They're known as the best cosmetology schools around. And part of our culture in cosmetology schools is giving back. And we have fundraisers. We underwrite the fundraiser, but every dime the kids raise, or our students raise, some are older than just kids, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, goes to the local community, our country, and the world to make it a better place to live. That's amazing. Now, what's next? We have Rocket here. My hands are full with Rocket, oh boy. But I am looking also, and I'm involved in uh, oil and gas but with ecology in mind, of how do you take the oil and gas industry, go out a big time, but help change things? How do you keep the water clean, opposed to dirtying the environment? What do you do on stuff like that? How do you get into carbohydrates and make them uh, ecologically balanced? How do you do that? How the world do you, you you dig there, or do you frag and go for oil and gas and not hurt the land? And how do you get that water, not keep on dumping it, but cleaning it? I mean, just, it's amazing. And I'm in that field big time, and I'm very excited about it. Most very successful entrepreneurs, the biggest question people have is, how does he do everything? You have a beautiful family, mm-hmm. you know, you have your race cars, you have all types of different hobbies, you're on Shark Tank, you have all these John businesses. John Paul Pet, which is John, cool too, and that's, that's really cool, right? But I wanna get a really hard question. Sure. What's your perspective on time? 
Time is the most precious thing we have. And instead of, for me anyways, designating time, like for this hour I'm working on this business, for this hour I'm gonna do this, okay? I don't do that. I incorporate it all into my lifestyle. For example, whether it's in the United States or going abroad, many cases I'll go abroad, I'll do a press conference for Paul Mitchell before I would do it for Trone and Paul Mitchell, or if I go for Rocket Phones. But while I'm there, I will talk to some of my philanthropic things. Uh, best example I could give you is many years ago, Nelson Mandela and I were quite tight. I would go to Johannesburg, I would do a photo shoot for Paul Mitchell with my son and uh, my uh, wife with me, do a whole photo shoot, go back and have a meeting with him and at the same time maybe Richard Branson and Brad Pitt was one of our meetings, talk about how we're gonna remove landmines and help the world, right? Then go do a Patron seminar, then fly to a big beauty show uh, in Darwin, or Darwin across the way, all right, then after that, celebrate my son's birthday on the 4th of July. So that was family, that was businesses, two businesses combined together in philanthropy. That's one example. I put it all together. And putting it all together is, a, is another trick. So do you use other people to help you do that? Or do you, I, I believe in being a student in my calendar. So sure. I study it mm -hmm. and to overlap all the different things to enjoy the pursuit of my potential. Do you use a lot of help around you or is it something that you control completely? What I do is, I have the greatest, smartest people, much smarter than I, running my companies. For example, Paul Mitchell, day to day, is run by my president, the most genius you know uh, guy in the world. He's done that for over 12 years. Mike Lee, my daughter's involved, you know, as a vice chairman of the company. She grew up in the industry. Okay, Alexis handles all of the racing because that's my daughter, Alexis. Uh, best president in the world at Patron. Ed Brown could not get any better than that, you know. So with each company, uh, I have great people running it, which gives me a chance to think, look at the overall thing more from a chairman's point of view as opposed to every day running a company, and then look at various areas from the outside. An example: Let's take an example of outside looking in. Mm -hmm. I'm computer illiterate by choice. I don't have email. But yet when we put Rock together, I could look at it from a consumer's point of view, from somebody that wants everything really simple, and what I would like to be easy if I ever went around and used a phone like this. And that was some of the things that I put in, other than the financial or public relations things that I'm involved in. And you had that same perspective even way back when with Paul Mitchell because you worked for one of the largest hair care companies. I did. And you had your own strategy or uh, you know to get to Paul Mitchell you looked at what they were doing but you had a different perspective and that's why you ended up leaving or oh yeah fired mine or was happened. I'm not going to test on animals you are that stupid yeah yeah <laughs> okay well that didn't last long with upper measure you're fired in fact if your audience would I think cost four dollars to rent good fortune the movie yeah rent good fortune the movie or buy the DVD it's a one hour and 29 minutes long and shows you about going through two uh, times being without a home, being actually homeless, and I was once with a child, yeah. and being uh, fired several times from businesses, but how do you bounce back? How do you believe in yourself? And more important, whether you have money or no money, how to give back along the way, and it makes you stronger. That's awesome, and you know, to that end, surrounding yourself with the right people and the right ideas, most great leaders like yourself, me, I have these four principles that I look for in people. People say, well, you know, how can I get a job with you? And I said, really, when I interview, yeah. I look for gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. Are there okay. things that you look for character-wise in people when you're surrounding yourself with them? Yep, and add on people's hearts. Don't just talk to their mouth and their brain. 
feel their heart. You know, people can be really skilled. I've had some great actors around me as business people that turned out to be ripoffs. Mm. Oh my God, and you're cheating me, taking advantage of me. But the person had a great personality, enthusiastic, all that. But the heart, the heart never felt the same with them. Like, you know, they were really talking from the heart. And I have been looking at that more and more in the last decade on how to judge people from their heart. How do you feel about them as a human being? Their frequency, not just their words and enthusiasm. That's awesome. Now, you know, People like you realize people buy on emotion for logical reasons, right? And you're making that emotional connection. In fact, we were talking earlier, you won the Emmy Award for your episode of Shark Tank. Yeah. And people, it's played 200 and some times, but it's the most emotional episode of almost all of them, if not all of them. That's why it won the award. Correct. How do you tap into that inspiration or emotion? Because obviously you've been able to do it since you've been very young. You're a very yeah. emotional enthusiast. How do you tap into that? If I'm someone that's feeling down and depressed, I, for example, my quest in the world is over 50%. I mean, the number one cause of death for people under 50 in America yeah. now is suicide. Yeah. And we just have to teach people to tap into to getting fired up and enthusiastic. How would you give them advice? I that? love that question. If it was you, because I know you already have it, watch Good Fortune again. If you watch Good Fortune and you saw how many times this guy was unemployed, fired, had no place to go, had a kid, had a wife that walked away and left a kid on a pile with no money, okay? There's no way in hell you're gonna get lower than that, man. Watch that. You'll be, oh wow, that's not so bad. Let's go. That's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually watch it. Even though I'm fired up, I'd be more fired up. Last question. So many great books out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big think and grow rich person. Sure. What books would you advise someone who's starting out as an entrepreneur? Great question. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is about 70, 80 years old, one of the best books you could read. Selling Encyclopedias, they gave us this other book and said you guys should read it. And it was great. I say this to everybody, okay? It's 80 years old, probably cost you 19 bucks, buy it. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh yeah. One of the greatest books ever written, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And when you read it, if you didn't understand it, go back and go from the very beginning. One of the best books ever. How to respect people is what that's really all about. That is awesome. In fact, most people don't know, Dale Carnegie is the person who hired Napoleon Hill to go interview everyone, right? For Thinking Grow Rich. And they should come and for the the new Think and Grow Rich, they should come and interview John Paul DiGiorio because you are an incredible person, a philanthropist, humanitarian. And mm-hmm. for me, just I'm a big fan as an entrepreneur. It's just been an honor to be here with you. Thank you so much. For and sir, I'm very proud to be uh, interviewed by a successful entrepreneur <laughs> that goes after things in life that feels good to their hearts. Good for you, sir. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to it. This is Dave Meltzer with John Paul DiGiorio, Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. Peace, love, and happiness.